This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. to Energy Extra Time, your weekly dose of engaged, unfiltered and analytical football debate from Scotland and the wider world of the beautiful game. I'm Sean McGill and joining me today are my three favourite April Fools. It's my usual co-host Cameron Wonstall. Hello. Extra Time regulars, Graham Sinclair. Hello. And of course, Jamie McIntosh. Good afternoon. How are we all? Have we seen any good April Fools today? Because I think they're usually shite. Well, there's a lot of rule that like, ends after midday or something. That's what I've got. Which doesn't well. give you much time. Like, yeah. Graham's never doesn't give, me, April doesn't, Day. <laughs> doesn't give me any time. <laughs> asleep April, for the entire day, April Fools, I woke up at 8 o'clock. <laughs> like I saw Ant and Deck have released a statement saying they're going to be Deck and Ant from now on. Oh, I feel like that's been <laughs> done before. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely been <laughs> done before. <man. laughs> Deck and Ant. Joe scared it for her. I've seen that. Oh, that, the only one oh, that, that was, was actually funny, decent. Actually. The one, Jamie, you put in the chat. East there. Fife. East Fife, that was actually uh, good. East oh, Fife. I rated that. Yeah, East Fife mocking the Colts thing. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that's decent. East Fife Colts are going to be joining League 2. <laughs> what league are East Fife in? League, league 1. one. <laughs> <laughs> decent. <laughs> but yeah, it's usually pretty poor, so everyone just, just needs to grow up, eh? I don't, I don't think... I think I saw that forward tweet and didn't clock the day and thought, oh, I must have done a segment on Friday where there's a laugh to get Joel Skiddens and go to a training session. Didn't realise it was an April Fool's, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a segment or something like that, but yeah, just, um, just a bit weird. That, that's a good pitch for tennis, you should do that, Graham. You and camera are going to find... It's, it's, Joel Skid goes on about his goalkeeping prowess, you can document that at a SBFL club. I'll pitch it. There we go. There we go. We're going to start with Big Shout, as we always do, given our bold claims and hot takeaways from the week of football. Well, I say our, but Cameron Monster was such a lazy bastard that he's not only passed on See It Out to Graham this week, but he's also couldn't come up with a Big Shout himself, and so he's employed the help of Taylor Murray to give him his Big Shout, but I, I expect you to deliver this with all the passion and uh, enthusiasm that, that Taylor normally would, Cameron. All the no, 100% no, and... Uh, yeah. oh, oh, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah, probably. Definitely <laughs> probably. <laughs> What's funny as well is I can't even deny any of what you just said. Like, I just can't be arsed. I'm going to I can't be arsed. <laughs> so yeah, Taylor... Like, I was going to think of one. I was on my dog walk, just walking about thinking, and then Taylor just went, oh, here, here's a Big Shout. And I thought, okay, I'll read it. <laughs> I don't have a clue, right? <laughs> So, you ready? I hope it's terrible. (laughs) Stephen Davis is definitely, probably, one of the best (laughs) midfielders to have played in Scotland in the last 15 years. I was just betting a bigger shout. What do you guys think? Definitely, probably. um, I don't know. Is he one of the best? Let's say the best midfielder. Has Stephen Davis ever been at his peak when he's been in Scotland? Yeah. He was. His first spell at the Rangers, I think. He was unbelievable. That's fine. I didn't know. Oh, shut up, city man. 
Stephen Davis was born on Scotland. <laughs> um, he does have the most international caps for any British player ever. Uh, he beat Peter Shelton, which is satisfying. Did, yes. That is satisfying, yeah. Brilliant. Now he's got two things to beat about that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and his life in general. Um, Usually we have the host like somebody that can expand on that point, but if you've stolen a big shout, it's a bit harder. Well, right, I'll expand. <laughs> right, I'll expand. On the 31st of January 2008, Davis was signed on a six-month loan by Rangers, the club he supported as a boy. Davis made his Rangers debut against... Don't read Wikipedia. I am reading Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I know about. Stephen Davis is not someone that I have followed. I know he's a good, good player. But I know what, when I was... I did give it a little bit of thought, and I was thinking of midfielders who could be classed as better. And in the last 15 years, there probably isn't many. Like, I really couldn't think of many midfielders that have been... Either at their peak or just longevity-wise, much better. Like Scott Brown's a shout, but I, I don't know. Can you think of any off top of your head? Anywhere Steve Davis a better footballer than Scott Brown, though. Undoubtedly, I'd say so. Yeah. But that's that, that's uh, kind of taking away Brown's ass best attribute, which is Young hard. The mental side of the football game. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, actually, I do actually think I, I first saw it. I was like, "Fuck's sake, Taylor's stuck in it." But the more I think about it, it's not I a bad shot. Well, he's a tremendously talented footballer that, when he played for Rangers initially, was started on the right mid- midfield and was a quite an attacking player. Uh, and now he's come back to the Rangers as an old, an old head, and he's changed his game completely. He's now somebody that sits deep in space passes, mm-hmm. intercepts, opposition passes into like, dangerous areas. I think. And somebody reinvents himself like Steve Davis has, then that should be complimented as well. But back in 2011, when he was at his first spell at Rangers, he was our probably one of our best players, and yeah. from a creative sense, a hundred percent. And I'm repeating he, myself as well, but mm-hmm. sorry, Graham. I was going to say that he, um, <laughs> we're going to make the same point. Out. Oh my but God! He, you say first. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Um, I was going to say that Stephen Davis was quite frustrating in the last couple of years in the fact that I think he didn't take games by the scruff of their neck and make loads of forward passes to get mm-hmm. Rangers, to help Rangers break down low blocks. Um, people are saying, can he do that now? And I think this season he's been instrumental to Rangers' dominance uh, domestically and uh, played a big part in their European success as well, just the fact that he's really drove them up the pitch and he sort of gives them that impetus to go on and thrash teams that great record at um, Ibrox this season. I think that he's been key. He's arguably the player of the season. I know we had a disagreement about this in the group chat, but I think that there's a real case that uh, Steve Davis has been the best player in the country this year. Mm-hmm. Also, he has an MB. So, there we go. I'm just putting my input in for my well, own big shout, guys. That's it. Well done, Steve Davis. <laughs> Good shout, definitely, probably, definitely probably a big shout. <laughs> definitely, probably. Jamie, what's your big shout? Um, I kind of I was I was stuck between two this week, and they're both just all right. And this one's quite complicated to explain, so I'm gonna go for that and challenge myself, see if I can make it make sense. So do you know when you know how you get a yellow card for for diving? Obviously, it's considered you know it's considered cheating, basically, right? Mm, what yeah. is the difference between that and then see the most obvious of um, goal kicks or throw-ins, and both players put their hands up to claim that it's their ball? What's the difference between that and a dive? Because surely the concept of it is still the same. Surely you're still trying to con the referee into thinking that it's that it's your throw-in or your goal kick or your corner or whatever. It pisses me off now because 
refs get a lot of stick, obviously, but the players don't really help them, do they, by when it's such a simple decision to make, putting their hand up and trying to claim that it's their ball when it's when it's obviously not, in some cases, anyway. That is- That's a lot of yellow cards. Yeah, well, true. I'm not necessarily calling for for a yellow card for every one, but is it just tolerable then? Do we just put up with that then? Because like, mm-hmm. it does annoy me when it goes against you. I know everybody does it. There's no teams that are worse than others for it, but it's just like a, it seems to be a common thing. You see it all the time now, and it's just the most obvious throw in, and both players put their hands up to claim that it's theirs, and it's just like, why are you doing that? Because and you know I played football obviously from like a really young age and you were always taught to just claim for everything is that right is that is that not just cheating are you still not trying to con the ref but, is it, the concept of that is just wrong no it's the same as diving I think, I think the way I look at it is it's, like a dive is about winning a foul I would say the idea of claiming goal kicks and throw-ins and such is as much about that single decision as it is about just making sure the referee knows that you are aware of what's going on like for the entire game just kind of put me in the head. Like, if you keep claiming for everything, eventually he's going to be like, oh, I've given these guys... And he thinks subconsciously it's going to be like, I've just given these guys nothing. If you keep claiming, they keep claiming. I know, but is that not just wrong? Like, it's still, it is still playing with the referee's, like, mind in that. And, and, and when, where do, you draw, where do you draw the line between what is clearly I know, I know, not... This the is the problem. Go- I know, I know. It's hard to put as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you could, if somebody's angle on the pitch, like, I generally did believe, I mean... I don't know if all the Scottish film Scottish footballers might be the most brightest. Maybe they did think it came off the opposition player or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's yeah. hard to. But then I died. There's loads of close ones, obviously. I just think there's some that are the most obvious decisions, <laughs> and a like player like, puts <laughs> his hand up, and I just think, why are you doing that? One again, the ref is just like, you're taking the piss now, mate. Have a book in. Like, just I'm just, if I was a ref, I'd just, oh, fuck off, honestly. It's clearly not your ball. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it just kind of annoys me, I think, sometimes. I thought it was an interesting discussion point. Obviously, there's no... You're, you're right, it's a fine line between what is this and what is not. and uh, There's no real way of implementing it. I just thought it was an interesting discussion point. Something that maybe goes a little unnoticed now in football. Obviously, there's bigger problems in the game, but I thought it was interesting nevertheless. Bigger problems like penalties. Existing. More important decisions. Diving, so. mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm on record saying diving's not an issue. Yep, so. You're, we're not going to win any sympathy from him. Nope. Graham, go on and tell us your big shout then. Sorry, you, you asked for silliness, but this isn't silly. This is quite standard. That's fine. Let's not let let's stop the debate of Tierney or Robertson and let's start thinking about Tierney and Robertson. This Mine is of course in, in, but it's not. It's not the same. So we're fine. Would you like to say, okay? Let, this has been a debate all week because Robert Andy Robertson hasn't had the best Scotland camp uh, Scotland outing, I guess, in the last two weeks. But really not in the last year. Whereas Caden Tierney has been one of our best players, but I think yesterday showed. That when Scotland are at their best, it's when Keaton Tierney and Andy Robertson are working as a partnership. Keaton Tierney got three assists in our win last night, but the amount of space that Andy Robertson created for Keaton Tierney and the amount of times he covered for Keaton Tierney was so important. And I think ultimately Scotland need to have their best players playing at all time, and those are two of our best players. I'm getting quite sick of seeing the idea that it's one or the other. I also think Robertson comes in for a bit of harsh criticism because he's a captain and he plays all our appeal and he's been the best left back in the world. Yeah, 
but I think for me, we need to start thinking about the two of them together rather than just one or the other. Graham, if we were in studio today, I'd kiss you square on the lips right now. You'd do that anyway, wouldn't you? Though? I really would. I try. I have to contain my, contain myself anyway. But um, I just completely agree with you. Like I don't understand how. After Kieran Tierney have it, okay, Israel wasn't great and obviously he moved to centre back and a back four. But if you look at Austria and who did play last night, the Faroe Islands, he had uh, two very, very good games at le- from left centre back and everyone's mm-hmm. clamouring to move him. Like, I don't under. You just see a player have fantastic outings and then go, how can we make this better? Let's change the position, not let's make sure we can make this formation work even more so we get the most out of these two fantastically talented players. I just don't get it. It's a conundrum that Scotland have had for a while now in terms of how do we get the best out of these two players. And we're seeing it. We're seeing, and I know Robertson's not been fantastic, but he'll, he'll get there. I think that it also depends on who's working in front of uh, Andy Robertson, who can sort of dovetail with him. Ryan Fraser did that to great effect when he was a striker alongside Lyndon Dykes. We're still to see what can happen with that. But to... It's just boring asking who who's better. One should play, one shouldn't play. Like I don't get it at all. Yeah. When you think about it, if it, that is Tierney at left wing back, Robertson dropped in, say Declan Gallagher. Tierney doesn't get that space that Roberts that he was afforded last night. Robertson doesn't get, doesn't even get the space that Robertson gets in games. I don't think that the two of them are good for each other and they make each other's game easier. And what's the alternative? Playing Scott McKenna or Liam Cooper at left yeah. centre back and having Keaton Tierney left wing back? Uh, That's just what I said. I'd rather stick with this. Like, I, but Declan Gallagher, I'm talking about the left centre back. You know I mean, like, That's what I, I said. Declan oh. Gallagher playing left centre back really didn't. That just the first right. thing I get in my head. Okay, fair. But yeah, I just don't get like I don't think the alternative is very appealing either. So why clamour for this change? I, I, I just I'm very happy that the, the they're there that the system seems to be working. And it also looks like, I know Israel were kind of sitting in, but it looks mm. like if we do need to go to a back four, Kintini can do a decent job. If we're chasing a game, then that could still work. So, uh, like I said to you last night, though, what do you think, how do you think we can work this when we're playing a good team who could hit us on the counter? Andy Robertson sometimes was very high alongside Kintini. I know Kenny McLean was kind of sitting back there, but good teams could potentially punish us in situations like that. I think you have to go for it, though. I think that is our best method of creating chances is those two going forward. And whatever needs to happen for them to go forward, whether it is drop an extra defender back in or or what. All four goals are created from those two players. And I think even if in games where we go more cautious, if we dropped, say, McLean and McGregor back, so neither of them went forward. So we're setting four defenders when we're going forward. But TNN and Robertson are. That makes a whole lot of a difference for my optimism that we can score goals because I very much don't think Scotland are ever going to score against a good team. Ever going to score. That's nice and hopeful. Um, Well, what I want to say, this is inspired by this argument that we've seen about uh, Tierney and Robertson. And do you know over the sort of tail end of Donald Trump's presidency how um, he just had all, had all these tweets that had those sort of disclaimers on it, like this claim is misleading, this isn't true, election um, has been won, all that sort of stuff. I think we need one of those for Scotland fans that just said this could be a massive overreaction. Like, 
I think Scotland fans are horrendous for anything. So, in the last week, we've seen Andy Robertson doesn't try for the national team, he should be dropped. Uh, we've seen Lyndon Dykes is absolutely horrendous when the last few the last ca- few camps he's been really, really good. Just any We've seen that Craig Gordon's a miles, miles better keeper than David Marshall after his, the poor save uh, against uh, Israel. Uh, the goal he conceded there. Like, everything's just one little mistake, one little thing, and people jump on players. They make these massive statements that aren't backed up. So I think that people need to just take a break on, on Twitter. Scotland fans need to just chill out a bit, stop going mental on Twitter about stuff, and just let the team hopefully improve. This is still better than what we're used to, so chill out, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, it's loyalty, isn't it? Angry person. How are an angry person? Where's that came from? Exactly, that was <laughs> the point. It's loyalties, isn't it? I mean, I said it yesterday, and these two, these two here, said, like, these two are going to defend Craig Gordon and praise Craig, Craig Gordon. It's like, so uh, weird. <laughs> to be fair, as, as, as Jamie said yesterday, he is 99% of the time negative, and I'm 99% taking the piss. Do you actually think Callum Patterson, that I think Callum Patterson should be in that starting next side? You should. Because yes. he fucking should yes. be, right? <laughs> no. <Yes. laughs> um, no, but Gordon did play. I think he's a brilliant... I thought I put in the chat that he's a brilliant... No, I didn't. No, no, no. Sorry, I didn't say this to anyone, actually. I just thought in my head. But he is the perfect deputy to David Marshall. I don't think he should be starting at David Marshall at Euros or anything. But I thought yesterday he came in, done a good job when he had to, and he's the perfect number two for Marshall. We've all, been, we've all been to Scotland games, and there's a lot of Scotland fans that can't put aside club loyalties. Mm-hmm. No, definitely yeah. I'm going to use my if Ryan Jack messes up at once in a Scotland game you've got Celtic fans and Aberdeen fans he's shy to get him out of the team mm-hmm. uh, Andy Robertson playing in England at a top English throw but that's, that gets remorse from Scotland fans that only watch Scottish football and are completely negative towards the Premier League and anyone in there so if they do something that's getting out but Tomney's had that too Yeah, it's just it's all comes down to it's an overreaction, but it's an overreaction that people want, they, they want to say it, they want to criticise ones that aren't their own players for club, club level. And maybe it's easier for me because, I mean, it's very, very rare that a Kelly player is going to be in the Scotland setup. but I just, I don't understand that mentality. I know that you're going to have a certain affinity towards players, but to, like, jump on Twitter and, like, slag players off or call for their heads in terms of getting picked for the national team just doesn't really make sense. I mean, we've seen it, I mean, it's probably more justified than others, but, like, Ollie McBurney was just a non-starter for some people because he's very vocally a Rangers fan. Yeah. And, he's, to be fair, he's kind of packed it up his performances, but um, it's just a bit annoying, I think. Let's just be... We're heading into the Euros. Nice and positive. I know Jamie hates Scotland, so he's not going to do that, but... When you say I hate Scotland, they're just not the a entire country fan you hate of it. International <laughs> <laughs> you would make Gorky independent if you could. Yeah. Who wouldn't? The the maroon pound that would be our. Country. Who would you want to be? Oh, that's gonna be easy answer, I think. But who would you want to be head of state in in Gorky? Who would who would lead it up? Oh, that's a good question. Like a play or something. That's a or that's manager. a fantastic question. I'm, I'm, I think I might need to have a think about that actually. Could just be I anyone. I need to have anyone heart related? Is that the idea? Well, I thought there yeah, was, was a, a, a certain, yeah, certain check man. So, so the a certain check. what? Check man. Well, Mr. Chatchel. Well, he, he needs to be living. He needs to be living in Gorgie, surely. Scatchel's oh, right, not a Gorgie. 
Gorgon, well, yeah, he's away living. Well, you move it into up, the White then. House. You move. You move to. The, so, 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 so where, so look, where do you live then? Where's, where's headquarters <laughs> at, at Gorgie then? Bunch fish bar office. or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Rosebud. The fish bar. Is Caspers in Gorgie? Is that still Gorgie? Caspers deserves. Yeah, I suppose. Sort of. Just about actually. Yeah, stones throw maybe. Stones throw. I absolutely no way that Rudy Scatch doesn't come in as head of state. Have a, have a scandal, then Craig Levine's the in charge of like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would. It. I think I would give it to Levine actually. To be fair, just because it would be quite funny. <laughs> Craig Levine would be the head of the Gorgie political party. <laughs> the nation of Gorgie. I think be better Start. managing a country than they would a football manager. <laughs> Starts a war. Regrets? No, it's a good laugh, isn't it? <laughs> There would be a revolution outside the outside the stadium within two months. Almost 100%. happened. Exactly. Well, Craig Levine as president will be nice. Um, we'll move on now to second ball. I guess our focus is is mainly going to be on on Scotland, much to JB's disappointment. But we should talk about that performance last night, and we can sort of reflect on this international break as a whole. Of course, a four 0 win last night, a John McGinn double, Ryan Fraser stole one there, and it's a debut goal for Shea Adams uh, Cameron this win is positive, scored four goals but does it come a bit too late considering the two draws early in the campaign Um, I, I don't know no, they, they still, everyone has to play 10 games, everyone has to play each other the two draws though underwhelming because also the, as you know I've only seen like yesterday's game you guys have told me about the other two it seems like we should have done more against Austria we should have done more against Israel we're really poor against them but it's not the two worst draws ever we didn't lose to the favourite islands or anything like five points from that is probably the minimum that we could have taken that was probably the worst we could have done and I, I don't think it's too too bad five points maybe we should have beaten Israel that would have been better but no, it's not that bad. I thought yesterday's performance, though the first half was very boring, it was a really good professional performance. This, the likes that we haven't seen from Scotland consistently in a long time, and hopefully if we just keep that up after the Euros, then we should at least get second place and a real shot at going to the World Cup. Jamie, as much as um, you hate international football, was there anything in these Scotland performances that got you that wee bit excited? Any changes in formation, any players that you thought this could be a good way forward for Scotland? I think McTominay in midfield probably is the one that jumps out in the first game. Um, I didn't I didn't watch the game last night. I did watch the other two, um, but I didn't watch last night's one. Um, yeah, you know, I I think Cameron's right to say that it's uh, they've done okay. Five points is fine. Second in the group, you would imagine now that Denmark will go on to win the group, so you'd fancy it to be a, a kind of shootout between us and and Austria and, and probably Israel as well. To be fair, but. I think uh, I think we've got every chance now to come second. Denmark showed last night that Austria are kind of there for the taking. So it's uh, maybe a little disappointing now that we maybe didn't do a bit more against Austria because I didn't think they were brilliant. I just thought we were maybe a little conservative, but that's okay. Well, Steve Clark will learn from that, and you know we've played them once, so hopefully we'll know a wee bit more about them for the second second match uh, against them but I think they'll have a few players back then because I think I'm right in saying that they were missing a few players a few key players as well so they might actually have a stronger squad for the second match day against us but we'll see um, second place I think is is uh, is the best we'll get now but that's that's fine, I don't have any objections to that um, I think that's realistic and uh, 
yeah, you know, we've got some tough games against against Austria and Denmark to come, but I think I'm already looking at that kind of Israel game at Hamden and thinking, well, that's definitely must win now. You need to take, what's that, nine points off the Faroes and Moldova, I think, are the other team in our group. So that's kind of 12 points there if you beat Israel and then see what we can get off Austria and Denmark and maybe just hope that Austria slip up in, uh, in Tel Aviv like we did. Absolutely. And Graham, you've seen many a start to qualification campaign as your time as a Scotland fan. How are you feeling about this one? Do you think that, um, as Jamie was saying there, that there is a still case to be hopeful? Yeah, my overriding feeling is it's a missed chance. I don't think either of the two teams we played were that good, particularly Austria. I think going to Israel is always tough. That's travelling half half almost like halfway across the world to play a team that just know us inside out and those games are going to be tight regardless just because of how well the two teams know each other. But that all, I think we made the Austria team look better than they were and we were far too negative in the first half of that game. Thinking we went and played how we did when Austria went in front, we would have won that game quite comfortably to be honest with you. So I think there was a, I think there was a possibility for nine points and I think it should have been seven points Five's not entirely the end of the world. It would. It's a bit deflating, but second place is still up for grabs completely. We've had so many campaigns where we have actually started bad, and then by the end of it, we're like in the last game, and we have a chance to qualify. And I think this one, or get the playoffs at least, and this could be one of those. And I think that it's as much as we're saying five points isn't ideal. Like we said, it's a, it's a shootout for second, really, with Austria. We were talking last night about how Denmark um, come to Hamden on the final game, so hopefully they've already qualified. We're seeing a sort of... Uh, we'd like to think then that there'll be definitely supporters inside Hamden, maybe even a full Hamden. Um, so you've got that. You've got a chance to really sort of stake a claim for second. If we do get into the playoffs, then all we have to do is play for penalties again. We're back to what we're good at. So... I've got faith in that. Hopefully, Scotland can do it for us. Um, I understand that there was other international football. I don't pay much attention to it. I'm just pure Scotland daft. But Graham was keen to talk about some stuff. So we've got this new segment called Graham's International Roundup. Graham. Oh, really? It wasn't a full roundup. I just think that mainly what Graham's we international mention... headlines. Really. <laughs> We need to mention that Germany lost to North Macedonia at home. And Timo Werner missed probably the worst setter he's missed of the season, which is saying quite a lot. It's quite and it is a, this is a Germany team that are pretty awful. And obviously Joachim Löw is leaving after you know, 2020-21. But they should probably get rid of him now because that team is just completely done with him, it seems like. Uh, Macedonia are obviously in the Euros, but they are not. They got the old backdoor of all backdoor entries to it, and losing to it in Germany is unimpressive. But the, I guess in Germany's defence, they are probably not the only team that struggled over the international break. France looked pretty lethargic in their games, to be honest with you. They snuck by all the teams they played, and they weren't put the home of Ukraine away to Bosnia. To those games, they should be winning those. Spain snuck by Georgia in the last minute. Drew with Greece. Holland lost to Turkey. Portugal just snuck by Luxembourg. There was no 
real team, apart from Denmark, to be honest with you, from the big nations, that absolutely steamrolled through this qualification campaign. And what that does do from a Scotland perspective is give me more hope for the Euros in that maybe there's a smaller gap at international football than I thought. Because after the Austria game, I thought, we are going to get pumped by every single team we play. But this isn't <laughs> the case. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, Cameron, you were keeping an eye on North Macedonia last night. It's some story, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's more about Goran Pandev, who is pretty much a god to everyone in some way, whether you know him from his Inter Milan days, whether he had him on Pez or FIFA. Like, he's just top guy. Um, yeah, Macedonia, really impressive. I was, I was also shocked by Moldova, because they, like, closer at home, they were in our group, and they were holding Israel at 1-1. I think they took the lead, and it was a really, really stupid red card. Um, like it was a fight between two players. It was like handbags, and this guy runs over and just pushes the other like opponent in the face, gets sent off really stupidly, and Moldova completely crumbled. When they can see like three goals in five minutes or something, but um, it just goes to show maybe Moldova might not be a walkover for us, but it definitely shows that Israel aren't as good as we make them out to be. So hopefully they'll fall away, and hopefully they show out for a second. Don't more just be between us and um, Austria. And it's also quite nice not being the complete laughing stock of the home nations, isn't it? Like you've got <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Ireland. <laughs> yeah, and Northern Ireland. Ian, yeah. Ian, ba- Ian Barraclough's still waiting for a win and 11 Shocking. games in charge, I think it is. Wales are doing uh, okay, but... Yeah. I think we're in a more okay. positive outlook right Gareth now. Gareth Bale's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we should mention that was a fun thing to watch. That game was terrible, I watched that game. But Gareth Bale... Good guy. Is an inverting elbow into... An inverting elbow. <laughs> I said, sorry, I said inadvertent elbow, I said again. Uh, into <laughs> Andres Cudela, was satisfying to say the least and of course I do not take pleasure in the violence of others but that was fucking quality <laughs> uh, sincerely hope that he's getting one of those a game for the rest of his career um, oh let's laugh at Republic Ireland as well because they are immense and I'm still, I still hate them from the 2016 Euros qualification campaign oh don't really, was... we were better than them but they, they went through me didn't they they of course lost to Luxembourg and Gary Lineker's and, and my own opinions went into tatters <laughs> they didn't even beat Qatar did they? no they drew me one one with Qatar fucking hell I saw a tweet that um, Qatar won the Asia Cup did they not though? oh my god sorry I've just seen some couple of Sky Sports they're going to play Andorra as like a pre like a summer camp friendly <laughs> they're also just trying to get anyone to get a win Sorry, Dude, I didn't interrupt. We've got but... Holland, are we, are we not, was that officially announced or was that just reports? I'm I feel not sure. like I read a tweet that said that. Interesting, um, to be fair. I reckon we'll beat them. Imagine taking a scalp off them. Oh, huge confidence boost. We're beating Holland and Ireland can't beat Andorra. That'd be some fucking laugh. It will be interesting to see if uh, Cadella is in that Czech team that plays Scotland in June mm, and yeah, what sort of reaction he gets, especially if there's fans in Hamden, I don't imagine. It'd be a positive one, and I'd like to think it wouldn't be. Graham, do your spit thing. Do it. Nah, I don't want a podcast. I'm not. Like... <laughs> <laughs> How did I title the episode that noise? Spit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, is there anything else people want to talk about from football this week before we get on to see it out? I'm letting people chuck things out. Jamie, tell me about Regan Hendry. Just cause. Yeah, um watched the, the Fife Derby the other night must be maybe the fourth or fifth time I've maybe seen Rafe this season and uh, and every time I've been impressed with Regan Hendry in the middle of the park uh, somebody I would I'd actually love to see at Hearts to be honest I think the 
rest of the teams in Scotland out with the old firm should probably be banging down the door at Starks Park to try and secure his um, services for, for next season. I'm not actually sure what sort of contract he's on at Rafe. I should probably have looked that up before he came on today because I did think about doing uh, a big shout regarding him, um, but it didn't, obviously. I just assume uh, that almost every player in Scottish football's contracts running out this summer. Like I just feel like, like below the sort of the big teams, I just feel like everyone ha- gets signed on a one-year deal because players can't, like, they can't afford to pay for injuries and stuff like that. So I just assume he's free in the summer. But would be an excellent signing for for the majority of the clubs in Scotland. Um, well, he's just Kelly. drops deep, happy to get the ball off the back. Oh, well, I was going to say off the back four, but off the defence, and uh, he just always looks forward. He's always looking for a forward pass. He never. None of this passing backwards or slow side to side. He's always looking for an ambitious pass. Uh, you saw Rafe's first goal that he was on the end of. It was a lovely move that started from the back and you know he was at the heart of it. So um, just another another really good performance from him and a very big win for, for Rafe as a team, actually. I absolutely love Rafe to come up. It feels like so long since we had a, a fresh team in the Scottish Premiership. Like one that hasn't just like yo-yoed back up and down. Maybe since Levy. Like, Rafe had never been in the Premiership in my lifetime and they played great stuff and like, that, that, winning, that winning the 5th Derby on Tuesday was massive like, five, being your rivals 5-1 I imagine they'll still be partying in the streets <laughs> oh, right. um, I was at Starks Park on Saturday and I was uh, quite impressed they, weren't, they didn't have much cutting edge on Saturday but the way they dominated the possession um, I have to admit that I hadn't seen too much of Rafe before that game um, so I didn't really know that the they were sort of imposing this passing style of play, but I, I very much enjoyed it, um, and I thought that um, with a Kamanic's aging squad and all of them out of contract, like I was just saying, uh, Regan Hendry might be a great successor to like Gary Dicker or Alan Power. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, we'll move on now to see it out. <laughs> so Cameron again, like I said earlier in the show, has passed on his duties to Graham. Um, which is a bit worrying, I think, because Graham's obviously energy sports resident quiz master, so it could be tough. But what have you got for us? Well, son, yeah. I said that there was one person that would I couldn't do this quiz with if he was on, and that was Taylor Murray. So oh. since two thousand, Stephen Gerrard came into the Rangers in two thousand eighteen. Since then, thirty two players have scored for Stephen Gerrard. How many can you name? And we'll go... Three. Cameron. We'll go... Sean. And we'll go Jamie McIntosh to finish off. So, 32 players have scored under Stephen Gerrard's tenure at Rangers. How many In all competitions? In all competitions. This is from Wikipedia. Okay. Um, what was the order, sorry? Uh, Cameron, Sean and Jamie. Okay. When you're ready, Cameron. Okay, Morelos. Correct. Kamar Roof. Yes. James Tavernier. Yes. Borna Barisic. Yes. Jermaine Defoe. Yes. Uh, Philip Hollander, has he scored? Yes, he has. <laughs> that was. Oh, wait, yeah. It was. It was Bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan Kent. Yes. This is quite an easy one until it gets tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yanis Haji. Yes. Scott Arfield. 
Yes. Dua Rebo? Yes. Yes. Connor Goldson? Has anyone said yes. that? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear what Sean said. Um, Edmondson. I didn't catch his first name. He has, yes. Nicola Carter. George. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Sean said or Indigo. I think he said what I think. Yeah, I'm struggling now, to be fair. Let's think. Strikers. Strikers. Big huddies. <laughs> Is Ross McCrory scored? I'm afraid you're out, Jimmy. Ross McCrory's not Hello. scored. Oh, I have in my head, but I'm certain Sean said it. Like, I just have a feeling Sean said it. Um, no, 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 no. Since thingy joy. Um, <sighs> this is a this is a punt, by the way. This is a mm. punt. <laughs> Canberry, think he played for us. Florian Canberry scored one goal for Rangers. <laughs> I thought he scored that. Nathan Patterson. Oh, Sean's feeling good. Here. Oh, that's the one I was. That's what I thought you said. Right now, I really don't know who you said. Um, oh, this is tough. This is really tough. I, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm I'm feeling quite comfy. Aye, <laughs> aye, I'm not, man. I'm not at all. I need to wrap this one up. Mm-hmm. That's probably the one you said, uh, Glenn Kamara. Yeah. Glenn Kamara has not been said. Oh, who's he's not scored every time. Every time I think of one, I just think it's on Sean said. Okay. I am going to see my favourite ever Rangers player, Jordan Jones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd, type, I'd type that into it before you even <laughs> said the name. Sticking with wingers who didn't really succeed, I'll go Greg Stewart. Greg Stewart, yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe didn't succeed because he was a winner. He shouldn't have been. Um, I feel like this is potentially a risk, but also kind of not. I'm just doing. He definitely did play for Stephen. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is. I'm a bit nervous now because I hate losing. I'm just going to say Daniel Kandias. He did score. Yes, I think he scored quickly in Sparta. My head's racing now. I can't. I'm just trying to think of any players ever played for Rangers. They've played, they've even said most of the centre backs as well. Um, who would have played that? What year did Gerard join? 2018. No, oh, it's 2019, right? 2018. Most of these ones are from. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that, but from that season. <sighs> Come on! Liverpool lad I doubt he scored Shiojo I thought he was shit Shiojo is actually way higher on the list than you'd expect really? I think he was like our 4th or 5th yeah. like scored, no. scored a lot of goals early on oh wow ok um, I still think this is in Sean Hans I'm not going to get the next one he joined in 2018 didn't he? I oh, he might have you did say that at the start, didn't you? <laughs> so. I did say 2018. He first season was 2018-19. Yeah, 2018-19. Yeah, 2021. Um, 
do, 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 do. I am going to say Jimmy Murphy. One goal for Jimmy Murphy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be better than it was. One goal because Jim- I know it's Jim- the first ever goal. The first mm-hmm. goal Stephen Gerrard either was Jimmy Murphy. Because of course Jimmy Murphy then got injured for a year at your team's ground. Pleasing. Is it? It was a year-long injury. Uh, no, it's not pleasing. Um, <laughs> it's just not the pitch's fault, is it? <laughs> so defensively, don't play my pitch. Don't play my pitch. Cameron, we're back to you. Ah, Can fuck you? Fuck's sake! I've had an extra thirty seconds to think. There, I've got nothing. Um, I'm, I'm still sure. feeling alright to be honest. Ah, I, I, you've got us. I, mm-hmm. I think the guy I'm about to say left before 2018. I certainly didn't get his games at uh, under Jeremy. I'm going to say Martin Waghorn. I think he was gone before that. Martin Waghorn, Cameron. Aye. Sean. Uh-huh. Aye. Right, Sean needs to answer. I need to answer. Before you go into the middle. An answer for the win. <laughs> and I know who I want to do for the win. <laughs> this man. It's a saviour of my football club. <laughs> oh, of course. Da, 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 Did you da, 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 Kyle Lafferty. Did I win? Can we just Sean? Yeah. You're back. Yes! You scored a couple of goals, actually. Scored in Europa League against Villarreal. Scored a goal against St. Johnston. Against Hamilton Ackies. He did all right. I, should, I knew you got a few, I didn't know. How many would you like? You, you missed out some big ones, I would I say. Mean, can, I, can I try and chuck some out there that I had? Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine left. Who do you have in your head? Right, so. Did we say Camaro? Yeah, Camaro was said. Did we say Davis? Davis wasn't said. Ah, yeah, I didn't I think Davis think was Davis said. Um, what were the weird ones? Uh, Glenn Middleton? Yeah, Glenn Middleton scored. Grezda? Grezda scored. Did what Bassi was that guy who... Was Grezda... Sorry, guys, that's just Grezda. Did you say Jamie? Uh, Calvin Bassi. He scored one. Calvin Bassi did score. He scored one goal this oh. season. Yeah. I was trying to think of left backs who went Barisic. I did think mm-hmm. Grezda. I didn't yeah. think he scored. I thought Bassi didn't think he scored. Yeah. Kilo Bali? Kilo Bali did score, yeah. Was it Jaria? Was he before Gerard or... Yeah, Ovia Jaria did score. Yeah. Wow. Did Umar Sadiq get a goal? He never got a goal, no. <laughs> a couple, still a couple of obvious ones here that you didn't get. Two, two big. No, he'd gone before then. A couple of Rangers diehards. Uh, Andy Halliday what? didn't score, did he? Andy Halliday did score. Oh my god, didn't. Leo Wallace had left. <laughs> uh, three more here. One scored a streamer this season against your very team, Sean. Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack. Oh, Ryan Jack. Uh, one has a bad hairline. Brandon Owner, Barker. Brandon, Brandon Barker. Barker. Uh, and the final one is now a, a pledgling centre back for in the championship that was a disaster uh, at Rangers. Joe Warrell. Joe Warrell. <laughs> Joe Warrell. Congratulations. Congratulations, Sean. Alright, well done, Sean. Oh, Sean yes. Wait, so I mean, I'm not. This was this was the battle, is he? Who's the third one? I was just going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> I Sean... wasn't going to say that. <laughs> yeah, oh, Sean. I'm glad I've ruled myself out of that category. Yeah, I lost. I'm disappointed myself yeah. there, actually. <laughs> I think I wanted to be higher. 
<laughs> oh, what a day this is, by the way. That's momentum into um, April's big football quiz, which we're recording tonight, so we'll be with you very soon to so keep an eye on that on the Energy plug. Sport feed. You know, you know me, I love a plug. Um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to have a wee Scottish Cup special game of the week. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask each of the panellists for the game they're most looking forward to. But unfortunately for Jamie and Cameron, you're not allowed to say your own team, which will be pretty hard for them considering <laughs> they're on the end of the most embarrassing Scottish Cup uh, upset in history. So Jamie, I'll come to you first since you've been a bit quiet on that seat out since I won. Um, <laughs> what's your game? Bloody hell, feeling, feeling a bit brave today. Um, yeah, well, I won, I'm going to be insufferable for the next week. To so. be honest with you, if we didn't, just do, do, you know, do we have to pick a game of the week from the Scottish Cup then? Is that well, really just, we a game you're looking, you'd like to talk about in the Scottish Cup and then if you have an external uh, game of the week, we can talk about that after. Uh, I'll, uh, Dundee St. Johnson then, that's the game I've applied for accreditation for this weekend. Dundee St. Johnson. Have you found that? Nice, nice wee derby. Uh, not yet, but usually here back today or tomorrow, so. If you're listening, Dundee, let me in. Get um, on the blower. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a derby. It's, yeah, is it a derby? sort of. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dungeon United, Dungeon United, so, well, United been so bad for a while that Dundee were at St. Johnson played a few times in the SPL. So it kind of called in as a derby because, I mean, St. Johnson don't really have anybody near them, really, do they? They've just got like a big motorway beside them. <laughs> Didn't Heart Crystal Palace and Dwight <laughs> That's a good, good point. Yeah, St. Johnson uh, Dundee for me, or Dundee St. Johnson. Why that one? Do you think? Do you think that just, um, just Dundee the game. St. Johnson much of the game? Yeah, I mean Dundee are quite an inconsistent team. We know St. Johnson are very difficult to beat, but Dundee kind of usually score but also concede. So I just think sort of St. Johnson's kind of solid defence against Dundee's kind of slightly, um, slightly decent attack, maybe. <laughs> Might be, uh, might be the best way to way to see them. I watched Dundee against their United at Dens, and they looked really vulnerable at the back. But they were quite, they weren't great that day going forward. But then I watched them against Dunfermline um, last Friday night, and it was a, it was a decent game. So was that Friday night? No, can't remember now. I watched uh, them Saturday against Dunfermline night. Saturday night. I knew. Um, yeah, I watched that game. It was a decent game. Thought they played quite well. Showed good character to come back. Mick still got his doubters in the support. But uh, as for St. Johnson, they're just kind of flying, but away from home against the kind of rivals. Dundee didn't score against St. Johnson the last kind of four games they played them in the Premiership. So I don't know. I just think it should be quite an interesting cup tie. And I think despite the one team being very good in the Premiership and another team a bit inconsistent in the Championship, I think it'll be quite an evenly matched cup tie. Love that. Graham, your team is still in the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. What other game are you looking forward to this weekend? I should because I think it's got I was tempted to just go like full Premier Sports season and pick either Rangers Cove or Celtic Falkirk and laugh. This is <laughs> and they have those games at half seven on a Saturday and half six on a Sunday. Thanks for that, great one. Uh, I am a man who loves the big upsets potential, so I look at for my for Martin United versus Motherwell is my Scottish Cup game of the week. Just simply, it would be the biggest giant killing. I like it when big sides go to tiny grounds and play on shit-filled pitches, and <laughs> a lot of the time they win, but it's not always breezy. And if the remarkable does happen, like looking like beating Jack's honest men back in the day a couple of years ago, it'll be one of the most memorable cup upsets there's ever been. So that's where I'm going. 
for Martin in the 1920s which is Motherwell at 3 o'clock on Saturday love that Mr Wonstall oh Mr Wonstall sounds like a that's cracking a game piece. that to be fair mm-hmm. that's a bit worrying um, let, I'll give mine then even though I've not really looked I was going to look while Cameron was talking um, well do you know I feel like I should say the Highland Derby on Friday night but yeah that's why I didn't say I was disgusted with a view from the terrace uh, last week which had debated the four best derbies in Scottish football and included the Highland Derby because I personally think the Ayrshire Derby would be above that and I don't know any other derbies that I'd also have above that but I feel like maybe even nah I was going to say maybe I'd the, the Lanarkshire Derby, derby that's a lie yeah, there's, like a top, there's, an, there's an easy top three and then yeah. Yeah. it's just the fourth whatever the fourth one is mm-hmm. yeah that's but true it would be the I'll fill the time if you fake. want Sean while you're I'm looking I'm back sorry I'm back if you need me Oh, I would just like to point out. I just like to point out. No, no, no. I want to point out that I messaged Sean two minutes ago saying, "Be right back. Go to Graham next." He didn't see that, but he had time to make a fucking <laughs> meme of him winning about to see it out that he's put in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make stupid fucking memes, but you can't get back to me. <laughs> get it up here, right? <laughs> Anyways, I'm here. It's all about priorities, me. young man. <laughs> Sean, I do the exact same. <laughs> you know me and my memes. Um, Wago, are you still going on about your sorry? You go. Well, I go. Uh, I'm going Livingston Wraith because I'm going on Saturday. I actually think it is the best game there. That's a, I actually do think it's the best pick. I think Livy sort of bouncing back and form, hopefully. And as we already spoke about Wraith, I didn't say anything during that segment to keep it till now, but I think they're a really good team. The, the few times I've seen them this year, they've actually excited me a little bit. So, yeah, great game. That's what I'm excited for. See... On paper, Dundee United and Partick Thistle look good, but then if anybody had seen either of those sides this season, you wouldn't say that, would you? No. Um, do you know what? I'm going to stick with the, the giant killers, and I'm going to say Broder versus Strenar should be good. Uh, Strenar knocked out Kelly Hearts in the last round. So they, 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 oh, wait, we could have spoken about that this week. Why the fuck didn't we do that? <laughs> oh, well, that's us. I'm just going to... I know we have now. I'm just gonna chuck it out there that um, Brora have not uh, well the Highland League champions, um, Shunnar knocked out the Lone League champions, um, newly crowned this week. So that will be an interesting tie and see. If, but the, the expectations kind of on Brora now after uh, their outstanding win. Um, so that will be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Jamie, I know you want to go out with the Scottish Cup for your official game of the week. Tell me what it is. Yeah, mine's comes in the Scottish Championship and uh, before you say it, no, it is not Hearts. Uh, the Championship's two bottom teams meet at Gayfield at the weekend and um, it is a massive game between Arbroath and Alloa. Um, Alloa need to win. Simple as that, really. Five games left for both these teams. Alloa four points behind Arbroath and this is the last, obviously, the, the last time they'll play each other this season. Must win for Alloa anything else and I think they'll be bottom of the league that'll be it done I know it's only four points but then if they, if they draw or something then uh, you know they'll be still be four points behind Arbroath and they'll have four games to go so should be a, a decent game um, up there on Saturday and it's just must win for the Wasps simple as that there are actually a lot of cracking games outside of the Scottish Cup tell but me about the one in Germany there is the massive one in Germany is second place Leipzig host Bayern Munich in a game that Leipzig have to win themselves to keep their chances alive probably 
the two top teams in the best league for goals in action. No Robert Lewandowski, who is now out for a month, will miss both that game and then the two PSG quarterfinals, which could be massive. I think this is a good chance for Leipzig to get gain some ground and maybe get get their best chance to win a league. Yeah, and speaking of title races, but, Atletico mm-hmm. Madrid take on uh, Sevilla, and Spain Sevilla obviously a bit off the pace, but basically since I wrote an article about how Atletico are going to win the league, <laughs> Atletico have done everything they can to not win the league. Um, so not, there's only four points between them and Barcelona in second, six points um, of Real Madrid in third, and this is a massive game against Sevilla, who's sitting fourth, um, to see if they can extend that lead and keep uh, sort of breathing distance between them and their nearest challengers, and that uh, will be a very good game, I think, on Sunday evening at 8 o'clock. Cameron, you got a, an external game of the week anywhere? Um, I'd only just... seen that one. I didn't even see who looks like Bayern, so my picture actually was Livy Rafe. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, stick with it. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it, yeah. So, There's some good games in the country that should not be named, but they won't be good because it's, they never yeah, are. Exactly. What did they mean, well. though? Where, like, what do you mean? Well, uh, Arsenal, Liverpool, they're both like seventh yeah. and ninth, so that means nothing. Leicester City, well, I just said Leicester City, didn't I? But <laughs> Leicester, Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, City have already won the league. Leicester are probably going to finish in the top four. Yeah. Nothing really interesting going on there, is it's it? It's just good teams. Yeah. It's not good not teams. Never is these days, is there? Never is. Shit, shit league. <laughs> shit league, indeed. <laughs> And that's how we'll end the show. Thank you very much for listening to Energy Extra Time. Please do subscribe so the podcast appears in your feed automatically. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's at ENRG Extra Time. Check out energysport.net for loads of brilliant sporting content. There's F1 stuff, there's football stuff, there's stuff. It's great. Um, Boxing. Boxing. Yep, there was boxing last week. Uh, Jamie was a busy boy on Saturday. so I check that out on um, energysport.net and check out uh, have a look eye out sorry for the big football quiz as well that uh, will be out at some point this weekend too hopefully thank you very much to Cameron Wonstock Graham Sinclair and Jamie McIntosh for joining me and we'll see you again next week